Happy hump day, everybody. We have Jim Worthington with us today, local leader talking to us about the interruption insurance that you have and how he's getting Congress to pass a bill, hopefully, that will cover it to give you some more money. Business leaders, listen up to Jim. He knows. Don't forget to smash that share button. Subscribe to my page. Follow me at, at Lance Bachman on Instagram. And keep sending me those questions. Digital Lions out. Be safe. Yeah, I've been in the fitness industry since 1978, so I've been in 42 years. Uh, during that time, I segued into other businesses as well. Uh, you know, owned you know commercial cleaning companies and startup banks and all kinds of crazy stuff. The main thing people know know is the Newtown Athletic Club that started in 1978. It was a 15,000 square foot uh, club on three acres, and now it's a 250,000 square foot club on. Uh, 26 acres, and it's what you would call a lifestyle uh, cl club. So is it true, before we jump into the questions, because I'm a true believer, I love people that are self-made. Is it true you were a trainer there and you bought in? So is, that, is that a rumor or is that actually true? No, I mean, what happened, I was uh, hired as the manager in 1981. Uh, by Charlie and Dottie Minner, two Yardley residents. And uh, uh, I ran the club for two years and I told them I was going back with, uh, I, I told them I'd run it for two years on the condition that at the end of that time, I was going back to school to get my master's degree. And uh, prior to the two year expiring, they made me an offer to uh, become one of the four partners. So I bought another guy out with money I borrowed from them. I think it was like 40,000 bucks that I paid over back over the next couple of years and just worked my way up to the point about six years ago, I bought out the last two partners and now uh, for good or worse, uh, I own hundred percent of the knack. So it's uh, right now it's not great. We're not open. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's, that brings us to our next question. I know we're laughing right now, but on a serious note, you're a leader in your industry. People look up to you all around the country. I mean, let's be realistic. You built, the gold standard in our in your industry. You built what people went out and this duplicate it and they try to replicate replicate. And that's not a disrespectful way, but people see success, they try and do the same thing. Some gyms have some other owners built multiple ones. You always stayed with the knack. You made it incredible. But for those industry people that look up to you right now, it's impacting you also, Jim. Can you tell people how you're impacted? I think people think you're like the Teflon Don and this isn't impacting you. No, I mean, we're in the same boat as every small business that closed. We got the word on March 15th, Sunday night, that we would have to be closed the next day, the 16th. And we shut our doors. And, you know, over the course of a month, we'll lose about a million and a half dollars in revenue. And uh, there's no really replacing that, even though I have business interruption insurance. It's not covered under the uh, under a pandemic or virus. It is something I'm working on. But the bottom line is... Uh, you know, I'm, I've got uh, a lot of bills coming in and no revenue uh, coming in to support it. So you just make the best of it. I mean, I can tell you this, you know, you definitely have some stress, but you're, the thing about this is most people think I grew up in Northeast Philly. I actually went to Council Rock for high school and junior high. Um, I don't think you would have hired me at the NAC when I was a teenager. Jim, have you heard some of the stories? But I can't really go too far without finding an ex-NAC employee locally here. And that's something you have to be proud of. But I know you had to lay off probably 300, 350 people. I know that didn't make you feel good. You talk to me about how you're communicating to your employees about coming back, what's going on. 
Sure. I mean, uh, just for the record, we didn't really lay them off. What happened was we had 350 employees, but only about 40 to 50 were full time. We kept all them. Okay. But we when 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 you don't when you're not open and the front desk person who works 10 hours a week can't work because the club isn't open, you didn't lay them off. There's just no time for them to work. And the same thing with, you know, the great majority of the people. There's just what there isn't anything for them to do. So we kept all the full time people, which I'm proud of. Um, and they're just working from home. But uh, it was uh, it was it's it's difficult. Uh, we we tried to stay in communication with them on a daily basis, as well as we you know we did a, a, a conference call. Yeah, just talked about the NAC. We were talking about this um, this CARES program that came out and how that it could benefit them in terms of their families and was involved in a small business and unemployment compensation and all the things they need to be aware of and. You know, we want to keep them healthy and intact because when we open back up, I mean, that they're the ones that make the NAC successful. I mean, I'm only as good as the the, the, the employees that really run it. And I, I'm kind of like, uh, think of Joe Paterno in his last years at uh, Penn State when he walked up and down the sideline but didn't even have headphones on. I mean, that's me. I, I let them run it. I give them the autonomy to make decisions. I create the environment, but they're the ones that uh, run the show and, if the NAC is regarded as one of the top clubs in the world, which it is, I think it's primarily because of the, the great employees we have. And, you know, the, the difference between us and there's maybe not that many a handful of facilities that are similar in size and scope of what we do. But there's some other ones that aren't far off. The difference between our club, I believe, and, and, and those in terms of being successful is the employees. Jim, so. you know, the, the one thing I want to bring up to you is, and I've gotten to know you over the years. You don't mince words. You're not a real, I don't want to use the word set. You're kind of like me, just direct. Hey, this is who I am. Kind of take me for what it is. If you don't, so be it. But you're a good person. I've read an email you wrote to everybody. I knew you wrote it and not Linda Mitchell because like me, not the best grammar. I'm only joking with you, Jimmy. Grammar's better than mine. But I could tell it was heartfelt. And you didn't get a lot of people in the community posting about it, seeing about it. And I saw, and it came out before they extended us to May. You said you were going to do something that I watched other gym owners never do in the history. And can you explain to people what you're doing? And I actually think I commend you because that just shows your leadership and your commitment to the community where most people just would never do this. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what we did is I, I kind of tried to put myself in my member's shoes and I knew that I had some unbelievably large bills that were going to be coming up and didn't know how the heck we were going to handle them. But I also thought, well, what, you know, not only my employees were going to be faced with the same situation, what about my members and to have them come back. And the day they came back, I bill them for the next 30 days. I thought that that would be a hardship that they wouldn't be prepared to handle. Or if they could, it would be another stressful thing for them. So I decided to send a letter out to them last week before this additional longer term shutdown, telling them that, you know, when they do come back the first month, I will not bill them right away. I'll do it after the first month for the month they just used the club so they could get back and earn a couple paychecks and get their feet on the ground and not have to worry about a, a knack bill. So, uh, uh, you know, it was well received. Our members appreciated it. But I mean, uh, you know, that's what you do when you've been in business 42 years. And, you know, let's be honest. I mean, it's the community that built uh, the success of the NAC without them and my employees from the past and present. How the heck would I have been 
115,000 square feet to 26 acres and 250,000 square feet. So, you know, I felt it was an obligation that uh, I don't even want to say it's just the right thing to do. And, and people appreciated it. And I think uh, we are a community. The NAC is, that's what we are. We're just, we're a family of people that come together to, to socialize and exercise and release, release stress. And they didn't need any more stress coming back, you know, thinking they had to pay the day they walked in. So we just deferred it. That's nice. Jim, you know, I want to, you're a leader in the community. You're, you're not just a leader in your industry, you're a leader in the community. And you talked to me ever since I got to know you about working on your business. You're always working on something. Can you tell me what are you working on right now at the NAC? And what do you think is your biggest opportunity at the NAC? Can you kind of let the viewers know what you're working on? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, every time there's disruption, you have an opportunity to reinvent yourself. So some of the things short term is, and we had been working on this for the last six months and it just co so, so happened it coincided with this shutdown was more of the virtual classes that we do live streaming at home, whether it be group X or exercise with our trainers. So we launched that really the day after we uh, closed. So, I mean, that was something that was a, a part of our model that we had been working on so that we could give the members more value. We always envisioned it being when uh, they were home with their kids and maybe their kid was sick, but they couldn't get to the club. They could do a Zumba class online or if they were on vacation, but it just turned out it was coincided with this shutdown. So that was one thing. We're in the midst of a huge uh, 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 renovation and uh, additions to the NAC as this was going on. We had just finished our stage one in November, which we did a $7 million uh, addition into the club. And we were already on to our next stage two, which was another $7 million renovation internally when we got the shutdown. So rather than shut it down and say, well, look, we don't have any income coming in. I made the decision. We're going to forge ahead. So the work we're, we're still up until we were told we couldn't do it anymore. We were working on renovating and adding, we're adding a new uh, entrance into the club and a bunch of other amenities. So um, just like we did in 2008, nine, 10, when we had the, the great recession, uh, I expanded when everybody else contracted and uh, that actually played out very well because between 2008 and 2013, when the economy wasn't as good, I probably put another $11 million into the club. And uh, the, the final addition being an outdoor resort pool complex that we did in like 2012, 13. And the jump in revenues uh, over that time went from $11.5 million to $17.5 million in a year because I was doing things to, to, to enhance my business rather than contract. And I think that was a big thing lesson I learned then. And I'm doing it again now. I mean, now's the time to move forward and press ahead and reinvent yourself. No matter how good you are, there's always ways to get better. And, uh, and my staff, and I say that my staff are the ones that are doing 90% of the work. I create the big picture, the physical plant, some of the, the ideas and things like that. But at the end of the day, they're the ones that implement it. So, Jim, that's what we're all working on it now, and it's uh, we're excited. Jim, so we don't know when this is going to end. I mean, realistically, me and you had conversations. We've said, hey, listen, we could see this going into June. We could see it mid-May. We're not sure. But I don't believe people are just going to come running right back out and business as usual, same things. I, and I knew, the one thing I said, and I told my sister this story about you when I met you about seven, eight years ago and I moved up here from the city again. 
I saw you and you, you probably don't remember a story. It's the first time I ever met you when someone told me you're in here. I saw you go reach down and pick up a piece of trash off the floor. It was on the floor. I don't remember me walking up to you. I was like, you're a man that has respect for your business. That's yeah. how I met you. Because I saw that. And that's the pride I yeah. have. But I think people don't realize how clean the knack was. Are you taking it from a level 10 to a level 15 so people feel secure coming back in? Can you explain to the people what you're doing? Because I know you're a clean freak. I've seen it with my own two eyes. That's how I met you. But I'm just curious. Well, yeah, and it's fu funny. It's ironic because I'm trying to represent the industry in the sense that when uh, I was just on the phone today trying to deal with some people on, at the federal level in D.C., and I want to make sure the health clubs are not left out of and we have the reopening because not every business will be reopened right away. They'll probably stage it. And I feel that the uh, health clubs are essential that they get open because we keep people well, you know, we, we, we uh, exercise increases your immune system. 85% of chronic disease is uh, dissipated with or prevented with exercise, good nutrition, not smoking, not drinking. So um, my letter today to the, down to the DC was to let them know that when we open as an industry and my clubs, our clubs open up as in for business, that we have done things in, in advance of uh, opening that will help with the social distancing and keep it clean. So yes, our, our, our facilities are spotless, but we're now buying defoggers. We're separating the treadmills so that there isn't one right next to the other. We're putting markers on the, the Group X studios and Zumba so that there's points that you'll be six feet away from people. We'll be taking temperature when you come in the front door. So there's all kinds of things that we want to do to reassure our members and not only the members, the federal government and state government that when we open our doors, uh, they can be uh, uh, secure that we have our members best interest at heart because we don't want to be part, part of the problem. We want to be part of the solution. And we believe we are because we think we're part of the healthcare uh, continuum. Well, I think everybody would consider you a healthcare leader. Jim, I do have a question for you, and you know there's no politics ever. We I won't talk politics ever, but I heard a rumor. I hope you don't mind me asking the question. So I, I know you're not just a leader in your industry, but you're a leader in the community. I heard there's a rumor you're trying to work with D.C. to try and get a stop, in, meaning that if, you don't, if interruption insurance isn't covered by a pandemic, that you're trying to get – a bill passed, and if I'm not allowed to ask a question, say Lance, you can't answer it, that you're actually leading the effort to get that bill passed where this pandemic, your insurance would cover you. Is there any truth to that rumor, or am I just side-blinding you right now? No, 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 it's true. I mean, what, what happened was a lot of people in my industry reached out to me and said, look, you know, we – you know, we have business interruption insurance and it's not covered. And, you know, and, and the argument was that it wasn't covered by the insurance companies because they don't cover a pandemic or a virus. But, you know, really, we were shut down because of government, the government saying the state saying they needed to shut down. So there's a second argument to that. But the bottom line is it started with the fitness industry. Then it started going locally, uh, local restaurants, people, friends of mine said, hey, look, you know, we're going to get killed in this thing. You know, I, I said, do you have business interruption insurance? Some did, some didn't, but the majority, and it, it, it was all from large businesses like the hotel industry all the way down to, um, you know, the, the local pizza shop. I mean, people have this insurance. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the federal government as part of their 
you know, phase four, phase five, and the stimulus to turn around and back the uh, insurance industry so that they can pay out these claims, but they won't go bankrupt either. And the federal government would pick it up because let's be honest. I mean, everybody benefits from these industries staying in business from the bankers that lend them money to the employees that work for them. So if we can put a stop gap on that and help these companies uh, get some relief through insurance policies they paid for, we think it's good for everybody. We even think it's good for the insurance companies because if, you know, it, it would put them in a better light in terms of what people think about insurance. And if they're not paying it and they're just the go-between between the government and, and the consumer or the business owner, we think it's a win-win. So yeah, we, there's a group in Washington, which is called the problem solvers, which is 25 Democrats, 25 Republicans, congressmen that are moderate to believe the work together, which is what we should all be doing and all the time that let alone now to, to, uh, to advance this bill. So, um, that's what we're working on. That's what I'm well, working on. Well, good luck. And I can tell you this from a business owner, I definitely appreciate your leadership in this one because we all could use it. Jim, I got two more final questions for you. What are you doing right now to push your business forward? What are you doing? What are you personally doing right now? I know Knack's your passion. It's like your baby. I know you have other business ventures out there. I know you do a lot of real estate. I know you're also helping people in the drug addiction space, some other things. What are you doing at the Knack business mm -hmm. forward? I think we're uh, what we're doing is empowering our employees to think out of the box and come back uh, in, in with things and ideas that are you know, that we've thought about but haven't had the time to implement. Um, we are going to continue the physical plant expansion and renovations. Um, on a personal note, I'm just finding ways to uh, make a difference, not just in in the business, but with with our members' lives and our employees' lives. And also uh, working on myself, you know, working on myself in terms of keeping up with my exercise and stuff like that. But the bottom line is w when we get out of this, uh, I think that, you know, we'll be bigger and better and stronger than ever. I, I do believe there'll be some initial restrictions when we open in terms of the amount of people allowed in the club and, and, and how you space them out. And, and I'm fine with that. I mean, because, you know, safety first and we don't want to create any problems. But the, the bottom line is uh, we're... It's, this has been a. If you look at this in a positive light, which is I I always do because I'm an optimist and I think every every crisis presents a great opportunity. I mean, I think everybody, even the people that don't own businesses. I said that to my employees yesterday. I said, you know, you got to look at this like you you woke, you went to sleep today, and and you woke up and it's two months later. Uh, if you could put your bills on hold, which I advise my employees to do and, and what I did with my own business uh, obligations, and you don't have any money coming in, really all you need is money for food, gas, pay your, your, your health insurance, your life insurance. And there was one other thing, I forget what it was, but uh, basically everything else stays uh, uh, static. So, you know, use it as time to make yourself better. Well, Jim, I want to thank you for being on The Den. Everybody, you heard it from Jim Worthing, not just a Mongol in the health industry, but also a local leader. It's done a lot for the community. Keep your business moving forward. Digital Line is out. Please stay safe out there, everybody. Thank you. Well, I, I, again, I think a lot of life is mindset. So, I mean, there's opportunity in this. Now, don't get me wrong. You're sitting home with a family of three and, 
you know, you're not back to work, you're not getting paid, you know, whatever the case may be. There, there are uh, things out there right now to take advantage of in the CARES Act with employment and so on and so forth. But I, on a, I would tell people to try to minimize their uh, expenses if they can, talk to their bankers, their you know, uh, people that, you know, their bills, try to minimize their expenses going out, live within your means and find ways to do things to improve yourself. This could be an opportunity that you'll never get again. Can you imagine you've got a month or two where you, you could just concentrate on yourself, your family, your friends, you know, maybe, you know, take those walks that you never did, read the book that you always wanted to read, uh, spend quality time, get off social media. I mean, there's a million things you could do right now. So I, I, I just look at it, look, you, you're going to take a nap, you're going to wake up, and at the end of the day, and by the way, I say that there are people that that's not as simple for, and I know in our, we have our own foundation, we, people know we're willing to help them, there's plenty of people that are, are like you and me, they're out there that want to help other Americans, other people in distress, uh, you know, America's coming together, we're only coming together, we're, we're all in this together, so you know, just uh, just just look at the bright side because, you know, you'll drive yourself crazy otherwise.